Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of the Burners and Basketball podcast. Um, we are recording this at about 8.30 p.m. on, I guess, Central Time. I guess, Central Time. Uh, there was a trade that broke about an hour ago that was quite interesting and may or may not have involved some teams and players that I am <laughs> have a strong opinions on. But before we get to that, do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Burners and Vball. Email us burnersandbasketball at gmail.com and hashtag burner take with any hot takes you might have. Um, this podcast is not just me. It is also my very dear friend, Adam, who I got to meet this week. Um, Adam, how was that? How was meeting me? Tell, tell us about it. It was kind of a letdown, but, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In person, I'm actually like seven, four. You just like can't tell in my pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're Kevin Durant's height actually. Exactly. Um, Anyways, yeah, so we went to Summer League, which is kind of insane and cool. Tell us about your experience uh, before I get into mine, because this was your first time going to Summer League. I'm, yes, I'm an was. old pro. I've been there. I've been there, you know. Time. Yeah, it was, it was awesome just because like all I did really for like almost an entire week was walk around a basketball arena watching NBA basketball just like yeah. over and over and over and you seeing a bunch of cool people who I had either met before and hadn't seen in a while or hadn't met at all usually from Twitter or Instagram or whatever yeah um so that was all great and obviously the basketball is what I came for and it's always cool to see you know a bunch of players walking by uh, which often happens at summer league and just watching so much basketball which you know if you listen to this podcast you know I love basketball so yeah, you know what's interesting though? Like, I like went to Summer League and I enjoyed it so much, but I don't watch Summer League. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I know that that makes me kind of like a bad NBA fan, I guess, specifically a bad Grizzlies fan, but like, I don't know. There are levels to this. Like, the WNBA just came back today. Like, am I going to watch real professional basketball? Or I feel like it's something like, oh, you watch a few games and then you're done. Like, I don't have that much interest in watching like the whole Summer League thing. I just don't think it, ends up like Wayne Selden was summer league MVP. I don't know. I feel like it's just a lot of overreactions. It's, it's cool to see the guys play, but like, I don't don't know how many like hot takes we need to like make from summer league. If any hot takes, honestly, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the middle where like I enjoy the basketball and I'll watch it at the same time. I'm not coming away with like giant conclusions from it because it's not the highest quality basketball, relatively speaking. No, uh, it's just more like fun. The it's vibes fun. Are good. It's yeah, it's fun and it's cool, yeah. even if it's not exactly predictive. I mean, yeah, and it's so weird and cool walking around and seeing like, God, I'm being like attacked by my cat right now. Uh, seeing a bunch of NBA players, you know, it was cool sitting sitting at games and then seeing, you know, like Jaw, other guys across from you. I saw I, many okay. Grizzlies. Yeah, I randomly saw, like, this is just kind of funny. Like, I saw a lot of people. It's not that interesting. But I saw Michael Porter Jr. like three times. And I just think that's kind of, like, funny. I don't we know. We saw like, Michael Porter Jr. when yes, we went to a game Yes, that was one together, of the times. Right? And yeah. then I, like, I saw him at, like, the club I was at. Like, I don't know. It was just, like, funny. And then I was also Was he wearing saw, a mask? Um, I, I don't know if I should, like, say the answer to that. Because, like, that's uh, none of my business. I guess. 
I guess. Like, I'm not like, this isn't TMZ. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I respected him because he waited in line. That's what I'll say. Like, that's pretty cool. I expected him to skip the line, but he waited in line. So respect to him. Good for Michael for Porter Jr. Yeah, because like he probably could have skipped the line. Um, there were other like there were a ton of other NBA players there. So it's not like I'm just like, oh, my God, I was at a club with. But it was just kind of funny that I randomly like saw him three times throughout Vegas. Like, yeah, I saw quite a few Grizzlies. Uh, mm. I saw Steven Adams, who was large in person. Yeah, I kind of forget um, he's a Grizzly. I saw Jaron, which was cool. I saw Ja. I, I think I even saw Taylor Jenkins at one point. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I kept being like, oh, should I take a picture and text it to Molly? And then I don't think I did. Ow! <laughs> that has to stay in. It just like can't be edited out. Like it happened and you were all here for it. I was just attacked um, by Milo. Please don't do this right now, baby. Like, come on. Okay. It's fitting. Just to be clear, Milo is Molly's cat. (laughs) You didn't make that clear, and I think people would be confused otherwise. (laughs) I think people would be alarmed. Yes, I'm being hurt by a a tiny animal, which is what makes it worse. Um, Because I'm a good person, and I refuse to declaw him because I care about him more than I care about the scratches that fill (laughs) my body. Anyways, yeah, I can't believe you saw several NBA players at NBA Summer League. That's. <laughs> all right, keep, all right. Please, Settle down. please keep listing every player. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I'm not serious. That it's cool. Um, I get it. Your first time, it's pretty surreal. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was a good experience. Uh, definitely looking forward to doing it again. Hopefully next year. Uh, hopefully soon we'll get a summer league where everyone doesn't have to be masked and it'll be easier to recognize people. Uh, yeah, facts. but. It's probably uh, nice for like some players though, like getting to wear the mask. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Obviously, you can like there are certain players you can like easily tell who they are, but you know, if it's yeah. someone who like maybe you're not as familiar with like their build or whatever, you just kind of know their face, then can't recognize them. Um yep. Summer League was very cool. We did not record a podcast together because it's kind of really hectic and overwhelming being in Vegas. And that just like maybe wouldn't have worked out. Also, the Blue Wire studio is not finished, which is looking amazing. Unreal Um, stuff. Yeah. Unreal stuff. We got a little sneak peek of it. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Anyways, there was a trade. Um, Yes, there was. So I guess we should talk about that. Well, tell us the trade, Adam. Uh, Molly's Memphis Grizzlies Mm. have traded Eric Bledsoe back to the Clippers for Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, and Daniel Oturu. Molly, Pat Beverly is a Memphis Grizzly. What is your thought? So here's the thing, like, Obviously, it's not a bad trade for us. Like, there's not a single world where it's a bad trade for us, right? It's just not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we needed to get rid of Eric Bledsoe. We didn't want to pay him. We didn't want him on our team. And we picked up... I'd say we're probably only going to keep, like, one of them. Um, And I think that one could be Patrick Beverly. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah, I would be surprised if they don't try to move Rondo somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but so Beverly, <laughs> Beverly's annoying, but he can. Like, he actually is a useful player. Like, here's the thing. Like, I'm not someone who goes around, like, talking shit about NBA players. Like, 
I make jokes about NBA players, but it's rare for me to like have a guy that everyone knows I dislike. There's maybe two, three guys in the league that people can say that about. And you could rank those guys. And I think the number one would have been Patrick Beverly, who I just, hmm. I, just I just really dislike. So here we are. It's a very interesting thing to happen because I don't root I don't root against any Grizzlies players, right? Like I know people in the past who have, I mean, okay, there's like one Grizzly player I've ever not liked, and it was Chandler Parsons, but obviously I still rooted for him when he was on a basketball court. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I think there was just weirdness between him and Memphis. I don't, I don't think he's like a bad person. I mean, he could be a bad person, but like, I'm not saying that. It was just weirdness. But here we are. We have my least favorite player. And like, honestly, here's the thing. Like, I just really think he's so annoying. Like, I, I think there's like just nothing about him that I like. I, I, it's it's going to be so hard because he's just so goddamn annoying. Adam. Yeah, no, I I uh, I used to be kind of a fan of his, but then he kind of, like you said, just became extremely annoying. Um, and it is. Oh, yeah. I don't think we've even talked about Steven Adams. And it is funny because like Steven Adams and Patrick Beverly are two guys that like everyone is going to say like they're perfect Grizzlies. And like, I, I get it. Like, it's true because they're two gritty players. Like that is like yeah. Memphis. That's what, that's the brand like Memphis will always have. I mean, obviously we don't have like Tony and Zubo anymore, but their influence like will forever like loom onto the, the perception, the public perception of this team as it should. I mean, we have Dylan Brooks, like, definitely our most like grit and grind player. I'd say JV was probably our second before we traded him off. Um, should I say there or our, like, is that, is that unprofessional? Who, who cares? Our, no, I say, I say there, but like, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Who cares? Um, so Steven Adams was someone who I disliked because Zach Randolph was suspended because for game seven against OKC, because Steven Adams little thing and it was stupid and Steven Adams was annoying and Tony Allen had a quote that was like basically like I dislike Steven Adams if I had to rate how much I dislike it was like something like that where you just and everyone's like hell yeah like we hate Steven Adams so whatever like we can get over that because shit happens like we hated Chris Paul and some Memphis fans will never not hate Chris Paul but like most of us are over that um God, me trying to like deflect. So, so Patrick Beverly is on my basketball team. If it um, makes you feel any better, there's someone on my basketball team that I would rather not be on my basketball yes. team, yes. which I think you want to talk about because you wrote it down in our little. Yeah, outline. so we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So I just feel like the people are here because um, this is very timely. And honestly, like this is going to be interesting because. Everyone always says about him, it's kind of similar to Draymond Green, although I kind of feel like the tide of Warriors fans is turning a little bit against Draymond Green. He's kind of been a little annoying. Um, I feel like he's not as beloved anymore. I could be wrong. Just maybe a pocket of fans I follow on Twitter. But, you know, they always say you hate them unless they're on your team. And like, I tweeted like some shit about Patrick Beverly being annoying. And the majority of the replies were like, Oh, like you think that, but like when you're a Clippers fan, if you like him, like you love him. So here we are. He is on my basketball team. Um, we'll see. Yeah, it's he hard. definitely he definitely is that kind of player. 
Um, yeah, but it's just like to but, me, I don't even get it because it's not yeah. even just like. First of all, he just flops. Second of all, he doesn't like stop. Oh my god, me like going off. He doesn't like stop complaining, and he just whines and whines and just like I don't know. There's nothing likable about his game to me. Like he just kind of seems like a pest. Like he's just annoying. Yeah, he is. He he is a pest and he is annoying. Um, like I guess. I mean, it's worked for him. He's he's carved out a long NBA career being an annoying he pest. Yeah. Uh, so like I don't Eric- blame him for doing you know, what has gotten him a lot of money now. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean I have to enjoy it. Uh, You know, the NBA is starting to crack down on flopping. So like maybe that will change him. Like maybe he'll become just this. He'll stand on his two feet the entire basketball game. (laughs) Maybe that'll happen. The Grizzlies are definitely doing some interesting things. I mean, we're obviously mentioning Pat Bev, and that's kind of under the assumption that the other two guys won't stay, but who knows? I really doubt Rondo stays on the Grizzlies, but, you know, I mean, both of them are good, like older guys, veterans to have on a team with significantly young players, um, younger, maybe one of the youngest teams in the league. So we'll see how that goes. Um, in a basketball sense, obviously Dylan Brooks and Pat Bev are going to be like, I tweeted that they're going to be like every offense's worst nightmare. And I mean that like in a basketball sense, but also just like. <laughs> just generally. Yeah, just generally. Yeah. Like, like I'm not saying that's the greatest defense the world has ever seen, but God, those are two guys that other teams seem to just hate. So Yeah, I mean, I never would want to play against Pat Beverly or Dylan Brooks or Steven Adams. So yeah. those are those are three guys on defense that you just like don't want to be involved with. And that's not even getting to like jaw trying to dunk on you on like every possession. So hopefully it can kind of work out and they can and the Grizzlies can still be good. Uh yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Very interesting that we've picked up two guys who I have formerly hated in a few weeks. Um honestly still haven't really processed Papev like Literally, when I saw the notification from Woj, oh, who, by the way, unblocked me. So, congratulations, Molly. Round of applause for Molly. Yay. By Woj. Literally, like, my bestie. He knows that. One day, he will be a guest on this podcast. But Are I just sure saw... About that? I just It just came up on my phone, and it said, Memphis Grizzlies, Patrick Beverly. I, those were the two words. I didn't even read the tweet. It just those words popped out. Like, you know, because you instantly like you know what it looks like to see the name of your team written out when there's a Woj notification, you know like and then yeah. just Patrick Beverly and I was like oh my god and like of course everyone on Twitter is tagging me like instantly like my notifications are blowing up and I'm just like yes no big deal to you you're popular no but like when you're like publicly like kind of anti someone and then that person gets traded to your team I think that that people are going to think it's hilarious as they should um yep. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there are worse things in the world than Patrick Beverly being on your basketball team, believe it or not. So we will see. Maybe I will. Be, I mean, I defended Grayson Allen for like how many years? Like a year or two years. So I can do yes, anything. You did. Yeah, you, you even made me have Grayson Allen as my uh, yes. as my Twitter profile picture. Yeah. Wait, Grayson Allen's also gone. Grayson Allen is also gone. Yeah. So some things. It's like we got rid of one annoying. We couldn't have Grayson Allen and Patrick Beverly on the same yeah, team. Like exactly. we couldn't. And like I respect our front office for knowing that. Yeah. And they saved me a lot of like work because like I will defend this team. They're honestly trying to get rid of me at this point. They're like, let's trade her favorite player. 
Giannis is like one of my top two favorite players. And then get acquire her least favorite player. And let's see if she sticks around. And guess what, guys? I'm here. I've, <laughs> I'm graying, but I'm here. Speaking of I'm here, someone else is here um, in Philadelphia. Oh, ben- Benjamin. Is that even his, his it Benjamin? It is. Yeah, his Benjamin. Name? Yep. There you go. It's sometimes people will just like not like you'll assume their full name is Benjamin, but then I'll be like, no, my name is just Ben. Jimmy like, okay. Butler's Jimmy Butler's name is just Jimmy, not James. Yeah, but I don't even think Jimmy. I don't even like think that's as weird. Like, like I feel like if a guy's name is like Josh and their name's not like Joshua, it's kind of interesting. Sure, right? Sure. Sure. I don't know. Do people get names like Josh or Ben? Like without whatever. Please, like if you're listening to this and know. And your name is Josh or Ben. I would love to know. Um, hashtag Bernard. <laughs> Anyways, Ben Simmons is still a sixer. Please talk us through what you think that's going to look like. Uh, I think if the season starts and he's still on the team, it's going to look like a disaster uh, because everyone involved seemingly is ready for him to get traded, except for a team that would actually be trading for him. Like, it seems like from everything that, you know, has come out and everything that we've seen in the media, the Sixers are like very ready to trade him for someone who can give them more on offense. Ben is very ready to get traded somewhere where there's less pressure on him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If I were Ben, I would be like, get me the hell out of Philadelphia. Yeah, it's uh, right. And I don't I don't even blame him. And like, while I, you know, I think the Sixers are right to be trying to trade him. You know, this is the second time in like six months that the Sixers have been actively shopping Ben because they almost traded him for James Harden. Yeah. Or if I were him, like, I would also be like, look, you guys just like very publicly are trying to trade me for the second time. Like, I don't really want to be here if you're going to do that. And yeah. that's fine and understandable. Um, ultimately, it seems like the Sixers are asking for so much more than what they're actually going to get. Um, yeah. Like some of these, and you know, who knows what's real and what's not these days, but there are some like giant offers that the Sixers have put out that are that have leaked where it's like, oh, you really think you're gonna where get it's like Daryl, come on, sweetie. Like, who right. do you think he is? Like, who do you think? Like, really? Like exactly. he's literally like, um, we are offering Ben Simmons to the Nets for Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Like, right. honestly, like that's the it vibes gets- of these offers. And okay. So you obviously you say that it's going to be a disaster if he stays, which it is. Like it's just so awkward. Like when you were that much, like we want to part ways. Like you can't just stay yeah. together. It's just yeah. Like, they the, can't unring that bell. They they can, and like it will reflect even if he gets traded. Like after the season starts, like it still will just put like a weird like vibe into the whole season. And like I just think that like he needs to not return so they can have like a fresh slate and obviously he doesn't want to be there which is like the worst thing ever when you have like a star yeah <laughs> a star um, and and then the whole thing turns into a circus where every day everyone's asking Ben about trade rumors yeah and, god like, I, hope, some I point, hope he can get out of there yeah. and, at, and at some point he'll get frustrated and say something he shouldn't say and then the team will say something they shouldn't say and it'll be a whole disaster and I'll and, love it and and Twitter will love it but Ben's value will go down even more and it'll be even harder to so, figure out so, a trade okay yeah so my point was yeah so you say like yeah we can't keep in the beginning of the season okay so are you accepting like a really shitty offer for him like the best one you can find but still still like pretty bad maybe they might have to i don't know like you know they know better than me obviously but 
from where I'm standing, it doesn't seem like it's really tenable for them to bring him no. back like at all. It seems like like that ship really has sailed uh, and nothing should happen there other than him getting moved to another team before training camp. Um, yeah. At this I point, mean, we'll just like take CJ McCollum. Like I like, seriously. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if the Sixers kind of have like a safety net where they have, I think that like that, like at this point, like normally in the past, we would have been like, that doesn't make any sense. But at this point, like, who are they getting that's better? Yeah, that? I, I think their I think their hope their number one hope still is that Damian Lillard requests a trade. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen this year. And I don't think you can wait a year with Ben just like in hopes of getting someone later. Um so I, I wonder if there's just like a safety net there where they have an offer where it's like, okay, if we can't get anything else, we'll settle for this. And I don't know who that player would be. Um but that's just my guess of how they're operating is like, okay, we can do yeah. this or hopefully we'll find something better. But if we don't, here's this kind of fallback option. Yeah. I, I was about to sing an Olivia Rodrigo lyric, but I decided against <laughs> it. Um, we will see what happens with that. That's going to be extremely entertaining and I'm excited. Like I obviously like this has just kind of been like, an interesting free agency because it's not like there's been anything that's been like, oh, but there's just been kind of like weird things, you know, like Westbrook to the Lakers. No one is like, Oh my God. Well, they are, but it's like not that big of a deal for some reason. It's just more weird than anything. Like when I say a big deal, I mean the ones that like everyone's like, Holy shit. You know, like Kawhi is going to the Clippers. Like that's a big deal. Or like a star is leaving, you know? Yeah big deals like that anyways basketball we covered all that patrick beverly is on my team please follow along with my journey of grief on twitter what is it like this five stages of grief like acceptance you know like we'll get there we will I wish you I the think, best of luck in that process. Thank you. It's going to be funny when like the Grizzlies like trade him tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, thank God. Yeah, no. This entire podcast, Jaw, not Jaw, Pat Bev and Ben Simmons both get traded tomorrow. And this entire podcast is irrelevant. I'll just throw it away. Honestly, I wouldn't, I would not be mad about it. <laughs> I would also not be mad. I would sacrifice a podcast episode. Yeah. To get yeah. Ben Simmons trade. I think they would understand. So like that's like what we have for you guys basketball wise. Uh Adam, did you watch the the new thing on Netflix, The Malice of the Palace documentary? I did. Okay, good, because I want to talk about that. Yeah, very good. Um I downloaded it for my flight back from Vegas. Yeah. Uh, really, really fascinating look into uh like obviously the events that took place, but really like the events leading up to it that help, you know, put the pieces in motion that eventually led to the entire thing happening. Yeah. I mean, um, like there's you, a, Oh, you, I was just going to say that the, like, you think of, you think of, you know, like, okay, Ron Artest ran into the crowd, Jermaine O'Neal, Stephen Jackson, whatever, like this is what happened. Uh, and at least for me, it, like I always just thought of it as this like isolated incident um, where when you read, not read, when you've watched the documentary, it becomes clear that like this was building and building for a long time on several fronts, which I thought was really interesting. And I think they did a good job of kind of showing that lead up to the malice at the palace. Yeah. And like, obviously there's just this huge 
issue with throughout time of people completely like treating athletes like they're less than human and expecting them to just act like perfect when they're faced with violence and aggression from people who should not be legally allowed to face them with these things. Um, yep. What? So I knew uh, like a good amount of the shocking, gross stuff. Like I knew about like we'd we'd heard if you watched like LeBron's shut up and dribble thing. Like they talked a lot about how kind of a lot of racism. Yeah. Was uncovered and not uncovered, but it gave people opportunities to be racist. Basically, I mean, they were using words to describe them like thugs and whatnot when yeah there was a lot of racially coded language yeah to, exactly to be, and to i mean white. the dress code like i don't know if they even said this but i mean i think they like banned do rags and like swagging yeah. pants swagging yeah. sagging pants swagging pants no those were not banned might as well but yeah there was like that was effed up but like i feel like we had known that but some of the stuff i didn't know like i didn't know about that Man, how they tracked him down, John Green, the author of the yeah. Fault in Our Stars. I'm kidding; it's not the same John Green. That guy, John Green, like the biggest piece of shit of all time. I like, I can't, I can't believe you sit there and say, "Do you feel bad for throwing that?" And then getting the guy next to you like beat up by a large, powerful athlete, and he's like, "No, I was, I was grateful that." I was relieved. Yeah, that guy was a real piece of work. He was um, awful. And then also the guy that like came on the court with his yeah. fist clenched and was like, yeah, like how dare he? Yeah, it, it really, uh, the whole documentary shed, I mean, it was kind of obvious to begin with, but it shed more light on just how horrible the situation was with the fans. Yeah, and it was, um, it was just like really sad too. It was honestly. not like, it was not like a crowd of innocent people being terrorized. Like, no. this was like, they were very, not, of course this doesn't include every single person in the arena, but there were some very active participants in what happened. I mean, and there's such, wanted yeah. it to happen. And there's such like a mental health component as well, like, I mean, Meta World Peace, what's his name? <laughs> Meta World Peace is, is, is his name That's now, his name now. So, um, Meta World Peace, like, literally used the words like depression, anxiety. Um, I don't know what other issues he deals with, but he mentioned going to therapy and he was, he laid on the scores table, which I thought was really powerful, um, just to try to calm himself down. And, like, obviously, like, that is something he, you know, struggles with, like, certain. Yeah. You know, in moments like that. So he so he laid down, tried to calm himself down. And like, it's like if you're in the middle of having a panic attack. And it's not that he was having a panic attack, but you're in the middle of trying to calm yourself from a panic attack. And someone just like throws something at you. Yeah, no, it's it, the whole thing is really ugly. Um, it's ugly. And it's it's sad that it was painted as like, wow, look at these aggressive, thuggish guys who just have like, just are disgusting and going to beat up these people as if like they're supposed to just sit there and smile while they're being like harassed. I mean, like yeah, the, the entire, like all of the clips of this being talked about was, were really cringeworthy. Like mm, hearing the words that were used right. to describe the players like thug and other, uh, other words that on the surface don't seem like anything significant, but really are, are they traffic and racism? Um, really upsetting stuff. Um, and especially with, with Ron Artest now Meta World Peace, who I think everyone 
associates with the malice in the palace more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he got the harshest penalty of anyone in that game. Um, It was sad. It was just sad. I don't know. The whole thing made me sad. And like, I was even like crying, like the way they presented the Reggie Miller stuff was really sad too. Yes, it was. Yeah. That was just a bummer. And like, you could just tell, and it's, what's always so emotional too about these documentaries and these 30 for 30 type things is like, you can just see how much this shit like still affects these guys like years, decades later, like they're sitting here and like you see the pain in their eyes, like in their voices as they talk about some of these things. Like it's just so real because to us, it seems like entertainment that, you know, we occasionally bring up like, oh, like what if Twitter existed when Mouse the Palace, you know, just kind of like, oh, today is this anniversary of the Mouse the Palace. Like it doesn't seem like it still affects like it actually holds any relevance, but I mean, to these guys like that were a part of it, it was probably very traumatic, which is just interesting. Um, yep. Yeah. Definitely recommend watching. Um, I like went through a phase where I watched a lot of 30 for 30s and I just like will love those. I, I think we did that at the same time. Yeah. It was like during the freaking lockdown, we might have another one. So Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, God. Shout out Delta variant. Okay, there's this like fair that comes to Memphis every year and it's called the Delta Fair and it's just kind of like funny because it's like about to like come to Memphis and I'm like, that is the worst like marketing I could ever think of. The worst like unintentional. It's even worse than like because it's just so timely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um that's that it's getting late um by the time you're listening to this podcast it's probably going to be monday and do not forget to subscribe rate review maybe the mood was a little more somber in this podcast because it's first of all it's a little late second of all your we boat's just in vegas for days and are exhausted third of all both of our teams have done or not done things that are putting us in strange moods so that's that. Um, sorry that you didn't get the cheer. Actually, no, I'm not. Why am I apologizing? <laughs> what a what a what wonderful end to the podcast we got here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to our ramblings and thoughts. Join us next week on Monday. Burners and basketball. Email us any questions, comments, concerns. Burners and basketball at gmail.com. Hashtag burner take with any hot takes you might have. And what else do they have to follow us on Twitter at burners and b-ball. Thank you for listening. Adam, do you have any concluding thoughts for our wonderful listeners? I actually do. We're going to have oh. some cool guests soon. So be on we the lookout are. for that. Adam, we always promise them things that we don't give. Yeah, but ag- actually this time. Wait, this I is don't... not like us saying we're going to do a midweek episode every week and then we don't do it. Adam, we, I don't even know who you're talking about, so I'm we excited. Have, we have a few cool guests lined up for future weeks. Uh, All right, can't wait. Especially can't wait. once the... I'll text you, Molly. Once the offseason, uh, I guess we're kind of in the dog days of it now with the trades and free agency settling down. So uh, be on the lookout okay. for that. Okay, whoa. Yeah, you too, Molly. Be on the lookout. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to bring someone onto the Zoom without telling you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm excited about these guests. It's the first time I'm hearing about them. Um, all right, there you go. That was better than your typical awkward sign-off. So I yep. guess I have to do the awkward sign-off. Thank you, everybody. Happy Monday. Go Grizz. <laughs>